Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the 2A Lifestyle Podcast. I want to greatly appreciate you for listening to another episode. I We have a shit ton to talk about, so let's go ahead and start cutting through this intro and the house rules. If you haven't already, go ahead and hit subscribe. It is the best way for you to keep up with new content whenever we are releasing new podcast episodes. And yes, I'm sorry, uh, this one is a couple days old, but uh, just getting my ass worn out from work and also just uh, having a child's birthday party. Uh, yeah, just hadn't had time the last couple days to record. So it's a couple days late, but it is here. Uh, also, if you can, wherever you're listening to this podcast, go ahead and leave us a review. It is the best way for people to find gun-related content wherever they are listening to their podcast for whatever podcast uh, subscriber they have. Also, go ahead and check out our social media. We are on Facebook. We are on MeWe. We are on Parler, Instagram, Twitter, uh, all under 2A Lifestyle. So check us out and go ahead and follow us there. So that way you can find news stories, like some of the news stories that we're going to be talking about. Uh, We have actually shared them while they were happening uh, on our social media. So you obviously, we're going to go into great depth. Uh, in the podcast, but is the good way to keep up in re- you know in regards to what's going on in the gun community. Also, go ahead and check us out on Patreon. Uh, we have a Patreon. Anything you guys give us, we greatly appreciate. It goes directly back into the content creating machine that is to a lifestyle. It goes to create uh, the podcast. It goes to create uh, you know different shit. Uh, the website, you know, we have a website to a lifestyle.com. Check it out. Uh, Swag's uh, store there. Uh, it's also the best way for us to go to these kind of trade shows. Uh, if they're going to ever happen again, uh, you know, right now, obviously shot show is canceled and, uh, shit, sorry about that fucking phone. Anyway, it is the best way, uh, for you guys to, or, you know, keep up to date. God damn, my bad. Fuck. All right. Now that my fucking phone is on silent, let's keep on going. Uh, but yeah, you know, check us out on Patreon. It's the best way for us to go. Obviously with shot show canceled, that is the best like public, you know, trade show out there for us to go and see what's going on in the gun community. That's canceled. There are different uh, media days going on that, you know, you have to be invited to. Uh, we are obviously haven't been invited yet. We are growing. So hopefully in the future, uh, they will see that, you know, ties or to uh, announce new products. So uh, anyway, we are going to try and do our best to get to more trade shows. Patreon is the best way for us to have those expenses paid for for us to go so greatly appreciate anything you guys give us on patreon so check us out there and with that uh let's go ahead and start retros on the sixth day at christmas she bought me a six pack a gift card to the cheesecake factory six tickets to six flags the seventh day i guess was straight never thought it would ever say yeah i got more toilet paper and some disinfectant spray the eighth day at christmas we lost our addictions eight balls of blow eight and coach, we slept in and almost missed the ninth day. We woke up at 9 p.m. She gave me some Gucci shades with the emblem inside the lens. But All right, so let's go ahead and start getting into our main segment. In our main segment, we're first going to be discussing that the NRA has announced their 150th NRA annual meeting and exhibit dates. Uh, it is going to be uh, September 3rd through the 5th of 2021, uh, and it is going to be held at the Houston, Texas, George R. Brown Convention Center. 
uh, center, fucking not senator. Jeez, it's gonna be one of them. One of them episodes I can already tell. So anyway, uh, it says obviously uh, as many cert- uncertainties around COVID nineteen restrictions persist, uh, the NRA has rescheduled its hundred fiftieth anniversary celebration to help members and exhibitors make necessary plans to attend. So uh, I know my good buddy Ron over at Save the Second is gonna be very interested in that. So I am interested to see if they're actually gonna have that and what is going to come from it. Uh, obviously, the NRA is a bloated uh, kind of good old boy organization. Unfortunately, at the moment with Wayne LaPierre at the helm, we have talked that Donald Trump Jr. Uh, has been uh, ta- you know, asked, I guess you could say, if he would be willing to get on with the NRA leadership, but he has obviously declined. So it is interesting to see where the leadership is going to go from there. So we will definitely keep an eye out on that and let you know more as it goes along. Next story comes to us from two sources. First one is usatoday.com, uh, and the next one comes to us from KMOX News Radio 1120. And basically, this is uh, in regards to the, uh, you know, basically title of it is Child Left in Tears After Mall Santa Said No to Nerf Guns. Uh, And the kid, obviously, uh, you know, he's four years old, fucking four-year-old kid, uh, wanted to go to the Mall Santa in Illinois. And he asked the Mall Santa for a Nerf gun. And he said, nope, no guns, is what the Santa responded. So the mom, uh, Sabella DiCarlo, stepped in and told Santa that the boy said Nerf gun, thinking maybe that he had misheard him. But Santa still said no guns, not even a Nerf gun. So this motherfucker, you know, is virtue signaling to a kid uh, being kind of a piece of shit. And, you know, the mom said, I thought he was joking at first. I thought he just heard gun. But no, he said, nope, no Nerf guns. And the mother goes on to say, I know for some parents, they don't allow Nerf guns into the home. It's a personal choice. But obviously, she doesn't give a shit. But she's saying that it's not the mall Santa's job to tell her son no it is her job which is a hundred percent fucking right uh the mall harlem irving plaza in norwich illinois responded by saying the santa who denied the boy uh the toy had turned in his resignation and sent out uh, for another santa for de carlos to give the child his gift and i'm telling you not only did this mall go out to try and um kind of bring the boy back up but man uh the nra has stepped in gave him his own gun i mean this kid's been fucking flooded with different guns uh well different nerf guns uh from different people so happy story there i'm sure this kid's got enough fucking uh nerf guns now to start his own uh pre-k army out there and and you know piss off a bunch of parents by smacking them in the face with a nerf dart but you know just kind of the society we live in unfortunately where you know dumb shit like this happens and you know gosh i guess you could say that we obviously uh want more people on the side of the second amendment but it's not that we're going to especially a fucking four-year-old um try and just flat out tell him no and not only that you know this guy was a fucking santa you know kid's four years old uh, you know, obviously different kids believe different things. Some kids believe that mall Santas are the real Santas. Some kids believe that the mall Santas are just like Santa's helpers and uh, respond back to or report back to the real Santa in the North Pole, all that kind of shit. It's just a fucked up thing, man. Uh, this guy obviously is kind of a piece of shit for doing that to him. Anyway, going on to the next story, uh, comes to us from Ameland, and this is a message from Federal CCI Spear in Remington, 
President Jason Vanderbank, uh, Vanderbank correction, Jason Vanderbank, uh, in regards to the ammo demand going on. Uh, he has said that we are making ammunition every minute of every day. We are making all of the ammunition as fast as we can, and we are doing our damnedest. We know ammo seems hard to come by right now, but rest assured, we are building and shipping more and more every day right here in the USA. And he has actually released a video. Check out Ammo Land if you want to look this up. And, uh, you know, he's going talking about different ammo that they make and all that kind of shit. Next article comes to us from... Uh, the CNBC website, I know, but it is interesting because if they aren't paying attention to it, uh, that means we are doing something good. The title of it is Pro-Gun Groups Far Outspend Gun Control Activists in Tight Georgia Senate Runoffs. Now, I will say Georgia is key because I'm telling you, unfortunately, and I'm not playing party politics because it doesn't matter if you have a D or R beside your name. All I care about is if you are a pro-Second Amendment politician, which politicians will basically say whatever they can just to get elected. But uh, the Georgia Senate, run, uh, Georgia Senate runoff Fuck, I'm telling you, it's going to be one of them days. Anyway, the Georgia Senate runoff is a very important election for us in the Second Amendment community. Obviously, Trump is not as pro-Second Amendment as he said. Biden has already stated that he was planning on using executive orders to institute more gun control. And if they have the House, which they have, the you know, Democrats have the majority of the House, they have the executive branch, which is the presidency with Biden in there. If they get the Senate, and especially if they have a majority uh, Senate control, uh, I got a feeling that there will be more gun control legislation. Now, a lot of people, you have you hear this argument that the Democrats had two years in control under Obama and nothing happened. Now, I will say this. Uh, the main reason Obama got elected was for medical reform. You know, so uh, the big two uh, years that they had in control of the Senate, you know, the main purpose for the Democrats was medical reform, henceforth the Obamacare Act. So I firmly believe that if they would have stayed in power for another two years in control of all three uh, houses and branches of government, you know, whether, you know, the executive and both houses of Congress, that probably was going to be next on their list. But that was the big, uh, big, um, oh, you know, election promise that Obama had made. And they wanted to get that taken care of, thinking that they're going to keep it. Fortunately, they did not. But, you know, fat fucking good it did with the Republicans coming in. They still screwed us out of better and more lenient gun legislation uh, to allow some of our constitutional rights back for the Second Amendment. But, you know, it's good that pro-gun groups are outspending the gun control activists in Georgia because, uh, you know, the NRA, it says right here, since November 15th, the NRA's political arm has spent more than $2.2 million in independent expenditures supporting incumbent GOP, GOP Senator David Perdue and Kelly Loafer for opposing Democratic challengers, according to FEC data, while only one other major party or one... Fuck, guys, I'm sorry. Also something, by the way, I got new glasses. Uh, I've never had glasses in my life. 
Uh, I am apparently farsighted. Uh, I just, you know, was getting a lot of headaches staring at screens at work. So I ended up uh, going to the eye doctor and I'm farsighted. So I literally just fucking got these glasses in today uh, after I got off work. So I'm reading with my glasses so that way I don't get headaches while I'm reading all this shit. So excuse me while I'm adjusting to these new fucking things. Anyway, so going on. While one, uh, while only one major gun safety group has engaged in outside spending so far in the runoff election, several organizations have been coordinating volunteer efforts to turn out voters for the Democratic candidates. Now, I will say that there also have been not just spending uh, in regards to the NRA, uh, the GOA and all that. The GOA is also sending volunteers to Georgia to knock on doors which is very fucking important. Uh, Timothy Knight doing God's good work out there, uh, along with Rob Pincus. I've seen them uh, you know, posting some photos on social media where they're going door to door, knocking on people's doors, uh, you know, lobbying or pushing for these GOP candidates. And they're, you know, obviously it's, you know, their, their tags say GOA. So they're mainly talking about the second amendment and how these uh, democratic Senator Senate candidates are very much anti-gun and they will impede further into our rights. So, uh, you know, if you have a chance, donate to those GOP senators uh, that are running in those runoffs. The election is next month. That will tell us for sure if uh, the Democrats are going to take control of the Senate as well. Hopefully it doesn't happen, because if it does, uh, that is just bad news for our Second Amendment rights. With a weakened NRA, uh, you know, they've outspent in Georgia runoffs, but they are weakened, so they don't have the uh, political purse or the uh, political weight to, you know, lobby these politicians if they get the majority in the House and Senate. So, you know, that's kind of something we need. But all right, going into the two major stories of the night. And I'm telling you, this shit has just exploded since our last fucking podcast episode. So we're going to be talking a lot in depth of it. So anyway, the first, and I'm going to tell you, I'm just going to go ahead and say the sources that I've used for these uh, topics. It's going to be Recoil. It's going to be the Reno Gazette General or Journal, uh, the Firearms Blog, Ammo Land, and uh, Guns.com is the sources that I'm using for these stories. Uh, So I'm not going to obviously break down every you know bit that I'm talking about in regards to the source. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you all the sources that I have. First one, ATF raids Polymer 80. Now, this has been just fucking bonkers. Uh, but basically, what it is, is the ATF has raided Polymer 80. Uh, they had a search warrant. The search warrant states that they believe that they are uh, selling complete unserialized firearms, and that is obviously illegal under the current gun laws and what they're stating is the buy build shoot kits that polymer 80 sells uh, is a complete firearm well basically all the buy build shoot kit is it is an 80 percent lower it's an 80 percent receiver basically you know the grip and the the bottom part the the, uh, polymer part of the slide and you know they sell these individually they've been selling these individually for years and they actually have a letter from the ATF stating that this is not a firearm. It is 80% receiver and it is perfectly legal to sell. Uh, but with these buy, build, shoot kits, you know, obviously anytime you buy a Poly 80 gun, you get the little housing and the drill bits you need to 
turn that 80% receiver into a full usable receiver, a 100% receiver. So with these bi-build kit shoots, you get the 80% receiver, you get the tools needed to drill the holes to make it a uh, fully functioning receiver. And basically you also get the lower parts kit to include the trigger uh, and the trigger parts. And you also get the uh, barrel, the metal slide, and you get the slide parts kit to basically build a fully functioning farm all yourself. And the ATF is considering that a full unserialized firearm. So I don't understand the disconnect between that because basically the ATF has said yes, you can sell these polymer 80 kits. Uh, you know, are the you know the polymer 80 lowers all you know the 80% with everything you need to turn it to a fully functioning firearm. That's completely fine, but you just can't send the rest of the shit. You can, I mean, this is how fucking stupid it is. So polymer 80 sells everything you need to finish the polymer 80 lower into a fully functioning firearm and not a bi-build shoot kit. They have done that before the bi-build shoot kit. They sell the lower parts kits, they sell the barrels, the slides, and the slide parts kits. So everything you needed, they've had for a long time. If you purchase those separately, you are fine. But if you purchase the bi-build shoot kit, then you're not fine. That is considered an unserialized firearm. So the ATF has gone and raided the Dayton-based gun manufacturer, and you know this is fucking stupid, but the Reno Gazette Journal, the fucking title that is ATF raided Dayton-based gun manufacturing company for allegedly selling ghost guns, and that's the whole point of it. It's you know they're upset because they feel that they're selling ghost guns. And I'm going to read you part of the actual search warrant because I have a copy of the search warrant. It's 119 pages, so I'm not going to read the whole fucking thing. But there is uh, you know, a copy of the search warrant right here in front of me. It's from the United States District Court for the District of Nevada. Uh, it was filed December the 9th. And it states that the basis of the search is, uh, you know, looking for evidence of a crime, contraband, fruits of crime, or other items illegally possessed, and property designed for use, intended for use, or used in committing a crime. So, uh, and I'll go ahead and fucking call this this person out. Tolliver Hart is the ATF space special agent that has signed their name to this, saying that they are, uh, you know. The, you know, the, the, I guess you could say the case agent uh, in regards to this particular uh, case by the ATF in regards to uh, searching Polymer 80. So going on and just kind of scrolling through the uh, search warrant, basically it states the focus of this investigation is on suspected unlawful manufacturing and distributing of firearms, including failure to pay or failure to properly mark or pay taxes on manufacturer arms, uh, manufactured firearms, shipping firearms to residents of other states, and failure to properly conduct background investigations related to firearms uh, sales by Polymer 80 Incorporated. Uh, and it goes on to say, in February 2020, this special agent learned, in addition to components and other merchandise, Polymer 80 officers offered, fuck God mighty, bear with me y'all, offers a product for sale called Buy, Build, Shoot Kit. Polymer 80 advertises it to a customer that this kit contains all the necessary, necess, fuck, necess, all the components, all the components, just all the components. To build a complete firearm, including the 8% frame kit, completely slide assembly, complete slide assembly, complete frame parts kit, 10 round magazine, and a pistol case. Uh, ATF agents actually purchased a number of the buy build shoot kits from Polymer 80 website, which were then shipped 
by Polar 80 from the subject premises to California. Fucking shocker. And an ATF senior special agent assembled the kit in a fully functional firearm in approximately three hours. So they believe that's a no-no. Despite Polymer 80's sale of items meeting the federal definition of a firearm, Polymer 80 does not to, uh, doesn't appear to abide by the rules and regulations governing the sale and dis- disposition of firearms, including laws and regulations pertaining to FFLs. Now, this is something else because Polymer 80 does have an FFL because they do sell uh, fully functioning built firearms that are serialized at Polymer 80. Uh, so that is uh, something that they are concerned about, obviously. And it goes on to discuss uh, the background of Glock-type pistols and privately made uh, firearms or quote-unquote ghost guns. So obviously we already know that, what you know, what is their frame of mind in regards to this? Uh, and it goes on to say the statement of probable cause based on my training experience, my investigation in this case, and my discussions with undercovers in this case and other law enforcement agencies uh, following that the buy build shoot uh, is selling complete firearms, uh, going and in looking into Polymer 80's FFL, uh, the ATF determination on Polymer 80 Glock type frame blanks. Uh, it says that on or about October 6, 2016, Polymer 80 submitted for analysis to PF940C Glock type unfinished frames through its counsel, the law offices of Davis and Associates, located in Temecula, California, the ATF's firearms technology industry, blah, 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 evaluated uh, the unfinished, unfinished frames, and they were defined as firearms and regulated under the Gun Control Act. So here you have the ATF is stating that the PF940C Glock type unfinished frames are defined as firearms and regulated under the uh, Gun Control Act, even though Polymer 80 has letters from the ATF stating that they are not firearms. So, the item as it was submitted by Polymer 80 included the unfinished frame and the item submitted in which ATF provided opinion did not include the slide, springs, ammunition magazine, uh, and various parts that are included in the Polymer 80's buy-build shoot kit. Uh, so this is also goes to say that uh, the FTISB, which is their uh, basically who you send letters to to determine if it's okay to sell all that kind of shit uh, to the market, uh, sent a determination letter to Polymer 80's counsel, and it stated that the unfinished frame, as it's constituted and submitted, was not sufficiently complete to be classified as a frame or receiver of a farm and thus not a farm is defined in the gun control act so that's what they're saying you know it's fucking stupid you had one paragraph that says it was one paragraph says it wasn't uh, i guess before they sent this in they considered it was but when polymer 80 sent it in they said that hey you know this what you sent us isn't a firearm so it, you know and i'm telling you i'm already on page 20 i'm not going to continue to go further but i highly recommend that you go read this whole thing because it is a bunch of horse shit and I'm just gonna tell you right now obviously uh, me being you know worked in investigations and all that kind of stuff uh, I like to go through this kind of stuff just kind of see and I can kind of picture what they are thinking and or what they're trying to get out of the search warrant but I'm gonna tell you uh, what is gonna happen is no arrests were made so uh, that goes to show that uh, this was kind of more of a fact-finding mission and because of that, 
they are looking to either charge the business or the owners, which owners of Polymer 80, you know, I personally do not know them, but I know people personally that know them and they are, you know, say they're great guys that, that run Polymer 80. It's, you know, even though it's a bigger organization, it's still kind of like a family run business, uh, that kind of deal. Uh, and, or, and this is just kind of how uh, the feds work and me knowing some of the other investigations that they've done. Um, either they are doing a fact-finding mission to try and uh, shut them down through criminal charges and or fines, uh, or they're going to continuously harass Polymer 80 until they cease operations. And you know that's what they do is they go uh, to business to business and they basically... Oh, you know, harass the fuck out of them until they give up, basically. It's fucking stupid. Uh, Something else that they looked for in the search warrant is they're looking for customer records. Now, the reason, I'm again, kind of telling you the reason that they're looking for this is they're looking to see, because the ATF themselves are are trying to say that these buy-build shoot kits are fully functioning unserialized firearms, which they're not. Uh, They're trying to find the customer records to see if... Uh, the that Palmer 80 has sold any of these firearms to you know quote unquote forbidden persons. You know that's a whole another argument. Uh, I believe we discussed previously, especially in regards to Amy Coney Barrett and her stances on it. But they're trying to see if they are selling to any prohibited persons. Uh, if you go on into the uh, going on down. Fuck it. Uh, into it. You know, it tells you in the search warrant what they're looking for. Uh, trying to, and, and I'm telling you, if you go look at it, it's 119 pages. It could be kind of dry reading, but you can see what they're looking for. Uh, but you, if you go down onto page 36, they go and go after stamps.com and authorized.net. Uh, they are stating that stamps.com and authorized.net uh, has given up the customer's information in regards to what they've purchased uh, from Polymer 80. Obviously, authorized.net has to do with the financial transactions that people, uh, you know, if you pay electronically through Polymer 80's website, you obviously are not paying Polymer 80. You are paying the service that Polymer 80 uses to uh, process those financial transactions. And then obviously they get a cut and then they send the rest of the money to Polymer 80, uh, you know, like an e-bank kind of deal. And then stamps.com uh, obviously is probably who Polymer 80 uses in regards to creating their shipping labels and that's who they pay and all that kind of stuff. Uh, that is, uh, they got the information or the customer's information from uh, stamps.com. So that's going to be on page 36 and page 37 going all the way to, uh, you know, fuck, all the way to page 43. It tells you about uh, stamps.com uh, and authorizednet.com on how they provided the customer information to the ATF that Polymer 80 sold these buy-build shoot kits to. So fuck you, stamps.com, and fuck you, authorized.net. Fucking insane. I'm telling you, it's just going crazy. Uh, there was some reports in regards to ATF actually visiting the end users requesting forfeiture of Polymer 80 kits. Now, there has been a um, a copy of the, um, whatchamacallit, the fucking, it says right here, receipt for property and other items from the ATF. It's handwritten, and a lot of people have 
discuss says that you know why would the ATF have a handwritten form all that kind of shit uh, I'm gonna tell you right now you know I've worked on cases with the fucking FBI and there's still handwritten forms that the FBI uses there's just some things that you just can't lug around a fucking computer and printer with you so you, they do have some printed forms uh, now what's important to note is that these forms are most likely carbon copies especially receipts for property because you know if there's any property taken from somebody or property given to somebody they're going to need signatures and descriptions of the property that was either taken or given any law enforcement agency is going to do this uh, and there's going to be a copy for the agency there's going to be a copy for the person that's either uh, having the property taken from or receiving the property uh, and then there's most likely going to be a property receipt for like a carbon copy for the individual person, the individual uh, law enforcement agent, uh, and probably for the uh, you know property room, whatever it may be, you know whatever they have. Uh, so there's a copy for their records as well. So that is not honestly too far-fetched. And if you look at the actual paper, uh, there is a kind of a picture on the firearms blog. Uh, it almost looks like a 4473, and actually it is, uh, you know, it's got everything that, you know, forms have. Uh, it says, you know, ATF form uh, 3400.23 revised March 2005. Uh, I guarantee you this is a legitimate uh, property form. It, it just looks legitimate. Uh, everything, everything looks legitimate. Uh, but it's from the Arizona ATF uh, Tuscan office. And it is in regards to the Palmer 80 Incorporated investigation. Now, I will say this that I'm very intrigued on, uh, and it was actually dated 12 10 2020. Uh, if you look in the search warrant, it had mentioned undercover buys where they had regular Joe Blows purchasing these buy build shoot kits, building them, and you know, they're just you know, proving you know, quote unquote, their case. Uh, in regards to that so uh, it could be an undercover maybe this is just a copy of it um, you know even if it's an undercover the undercover is still gonna co get a copy of it or this could be uh, somebody that is a prohibited person and this person has uh, the buy build shoot kit because you know obviously it doesn't require a, a background check and this is somebody that the ATF went to first like boom right now we're gonna go get this because we know this person is a prohibited person yeah fuck yeah you know making their their ATF cocks hard thinking that yeah we, we got a, a prohibited person that has this thing so they, they went straight to them uh, that's the other kind of stuff you know it, it's just fucking insane uh, this article from Amelan uh, states that after colluding with Biden, BATFE raids Paul Ramey. Uh, you know, that's something. Is it colluding with Biden? I don't know. Um, I will say this, that the, you know, the, the supervisors of the ATF, you know, were kind of hired under Obama. And obviously Obama was not a very gun friendly person. And it just makes you wonder, uh, did did they collaborate? I'm gonna fucking say not. You know, this, this is a very biased kind of article. Uh, and obviously, uh, I didn't honestly even look until just now. It's written by the NRA ILA. So, buck yeah, I don't believe that, you know, they colluded with Biden. I just think that, you know, and this investigation has been going on since before uh, 
Trump. You know, if you look through the search warrant, they mentioned dates in like 2014, 2015, 16, 17, all that kind of stuff of just doing stuff. Uh, but I think that probably they see that, you know, hey, uh, the higher ups in the ATF are saying, hey, Biden is talking about how he wants to crack down on ghost guns. Um, let's go ahead and, you know, hey, you know, what the, whatever uh, fuckface his name was, you know, you were doing an investigation on Polymer 80, weren't you? Let's go ahead and see if we can get some results in that and see what we can do. And we'll see if we can maybe make some case law in regards to the Polymer 80 guns, you know, the quote-unquote scary ghost guns. So that's probably kind of... Just my fucking personal opinion. Uh, what's going on is they are setting up the ball. You know, they're teeing up the ball for whenever Biden comes into office and he can start doing his executive action in regards to this. Uh, because you know, with Kamala Harris as the vice president, uh, I think that you know her connections at the California DOJ, uh, because you know it's said that this stuff was shipped to California. Uh, you know that makes you think. Well, that's might be what they're talking about. Also, uh, there is an ATF internal leak showing that there's even going to be a greater crackdown on 80% frames. Uh, this obviously is in regards to uh, the ATF. You know, going into the facility and, and you know going after uh, the buy belt shoot kits at Polymer 80s. Uh, you know, main warehouse in Nevada, uh, but one of the companies that the ATF also paid a visit was Brownells. Uh, even though Brownells does not sell the Polymer 80 kits in question, uh, the ATF agent's uh, visit was reported as not as hostile. Obviously, you know they just did a simple search uh, or didn't do a simple search of Brownells website, and they could have seen that they did not uh, do a buy, you know, did not sell buy build shoot kits. Uh, but Brownells released a statement saying that the ATF did visit our facility on Thursday, December 10, 2020, said Ryan Rep Brownells, VP of Marketing. It's my understanding they inquired about our sales of Polymer 80's buy, build, shoot kit. Brownells has not and does not sell the, the kit. Polymer 80 continues to be a great partner for Brownells, and we proudly sell their 80% products and other parts. Since all this, uh, Polymer 80 has stated that they are no longer selling the buy, build, shoot kits because it is obviously going to kind of put them in more hot water in regards to it. Uh, you know, it, it sucks that they stopped it, but fuck, they sell all the other shit that you can do. You can basically still have a buy, build, shoot kit. You just have to click more shit to add the cart basically on their website. Now, you know, fucking Polymer 80 doing God's work and fighting this, they have also stated and come out and said that they are refusing a California subpoena to turn over customer information. Uh, now, this is from Amoland, and California is suing uh, the ATF over 80% frames and 80% lowers, you know, the AKA ghost guns. Uh, California believes that the ATF should consider these firearms, and gun rights advocates point out that these products cannot fire a projectile and therefore cannot be considered a gun. But that's interesting because a lower receiver for an AR can't shoot a projectile, but it is still considered the uh, actual receiver. But anywho, uh, the Polymer 80 has received a uh, subpoena from California asking for any California customers that have purchased their products, and basically Polymer 80 has told them to go fuck off. Now, this is interesting because Polymer 80, uh, you know, I will say having dealt with this personally myself, more so with financial records and dealing with uh, white-collar crimes, um, if, you know, I sent out a subpoena to, for example, a bank in Washington, or not Washington, I'm sorry, Wisconsin, uh, and that bank tells me to fuck off, 
you know, technically they are in violation of a district attorney subpoena and they could get in some hot water, but that's only if they ever come to my neck of the woods. You know, I doubt anybody from this bank in Wisconsin's ever going to come to my neck of the woods uh, where they can get in trouble for not, you know, following the subpoena. Now, what California can do and what I feel like that they probably will do is that they will reach out to the, uh, you know, a local investigator where Polymer 80 is based out of. And if that local investigator, law enforcement investigator wishes to cooperate with them, they can get a subpoena from their local district attorney. And then that local subpoena from that local district attorney uh, will be binding because, you know, they're fucking right there. Uh, and that is has happened in some cases where, uh, like I said, when I've done like white collar investigations, uh, which fucking suck ass so hard because it's so much motherfucking paperwork. It's ridiculous. Um, where, you know, I've had to do that and call, you know, Officer Joe Blow in Bumfuck, Wisconsin. You know, hey, this bank isn't giving me the financial records because they're saying they're not recognizing our subpoena, which is not where they're from. Can you get a subpoena for this? Sure. What's the information? And then they go to get the subpoena and then the records are sent to me. So that's something that they can do. Um, now, the only thing is, you know, Nevada really is only a blue state around, you know, Reno and uh, Las Vegas. You know, I don't know how close Dayton, I think it was Dayton, Nevada, which is where Polymer 80 is located. I don't know how close those places are. I know Nevada also has humongous fucking counties. Uh, So, you know, the district attorneys, uh, you know, work out of those counties. So I don't know if they live into those counties that, you know, maybe a liberal district attorney can tell them, hey, give the shit that California wants. Uh, it's just up, you know, to them. Just let you know, kind of like I said, let you know, based on my experience on what I know, especially in investigations and all that kind of stuff, what can happen. Uh, but fucking good on Polymer 80 for doing that. I'm sure, I guarantee you, uh, Polymer 80's legal team is just, you know, fucking balls to the wall trying to figure out how they can tell the ATF to go fuck off and all these other, you know, like California DOJ and shit like that. And I hope that these organizations such as the SPC, the FPF, the GOA, that have great crack shot Second Amendment attorneys, uh, I hope that they provide some sort of legal service to Polymer 80. Uh, Or the NSSF, you know, the NSSF, that is a great organization that, you know, obviously we've talked that they sponsor SHOT Show. Um, They have, you know... It's, it's a trade organization, so all the gun manufacturers are part of this trade organization, and I hope that they, and I'm sure that they do have a legal team, or at least that they provide maybe some sort of financing, uh, you know, financial help to Polymer 80 in regards to fighting this off because, you know, fuck off this bullshit. And speaking of fuck off to this bullshit, something else is leaked from the ATF. Uh, it's fucking insane, but the ATF is to publish factors for classifying guns with stabilizing braces. Now, the public comment section is open for this. I fucking pray and hope that you've gone. And last I checked, I think there was... I think it was like 13,000, if I remember correctly, 13,000 public comments in regards to this. You know, there's, you know, millions of gun owners into the, in this country. There's no way it should be just 13,000. It should be fucking well over a uh, hundred thousand, probably I would say I'd like for there to be a half a million comments in regards to the ATF's public comment section, because, you know, you see so many fucking people go and uh, bitch slap the ATF over social media in regards whenever they post something, you know, those motherfuckers 
fuckers should go and comment on the ATF public forum in regards to the possible rule coming forward on pistol braces. Now, what has come forward is that SP Tactical has been specifically targeted in reference to this. It has been leaked that uh, the ATF has sent a letter to SP Tactical stating that they are advertising their pistol braces as ATF approved. What the ATF has said is that, hey, you know, you have one pistol brace that you sent us that we approved. The rest, we didn't approve. You didn't send us copies of the shit. So, you know, they might have like five models of pistol braces, and they're saying that they're ATF approved. But the ATF is saying, you didn't send us five different models. You sent us one model, and that is approved. The rest of these fucking things, they aren't approved. So, that is uh, what the ATF is saying. So, now the ATF is looking at reinstitute, you know, going and reinstituting the interpretation of pistol braces as saying that you are now creating that as an SBR, which you then would have to register under the NFA and you'd have to pay the tax stamp per pistol brace. So if you have, you know, five firearms with pistol braces, you're automatically looking at a thousand dollars in ATF tax stamps, NFA tax stamps, which is fucking ridiculous. So I'm telling you, the ATF is fucking getting brazen. Uh, they are fucking getting brazen as shit now that they know that they have an executive branch that doesn't give a shit what they do to the, our constitutional rights. And I'm not saying that Trump was any fucking better, but at least with Biden, they know that Biden has come out and promised him that, hey, I'm going to issue executive actions in regards to violating our Second Amendment rights, which is fucked. It's fucked. So uh, the SP Tactical has released a statement basically saying that this is nothing more than a registration scheme and that they aren't too worried about it because they have letters stating that, you know, their pistol braces are approved. Uh, they are, I believe, if I remember correctly, in all these articles, they have now come and, you know, taken off the uh, ATF approval um, moniker, I guess you could say, from their different models. Uh, but, you know, first they went after QLC, now they're going after SB Tactical. And this is something that people have been afraid of since uh, the QLLC was first uh, introduced as saying that, you know, hey, we're coming after you, your shit is considered an SBR, it's not a pistol as you're advertising it. And I'm telling you, it's all about advertising for these fucks, you know, they, they're just killing us with semantics. So that is what's going on in regards to pistol braces and polymer 80s. Please, if you haven't already, go to the ATF public comment website and go ahead and make a comment and state that these pistol braces are not creating SBRs. These are considered pistols. And tell them that they need to stop fucking interpreting law because that is not their job. Let's go on and get into our next story. That's you know those are the main two segments: polymer eighty and these pistol braces. I'm telling you, it's it's fucking crazy. It's it's insanity. The the brazenness of ATF, whose uh, job I'm not. You know, even as a law enforcement officer, I'm not a fucking huge fan of ATF. Not only because I believe that they you know, infringe on our constitutional rights, but I just every ATF agent I know is a piece of shit and they're lazy. Uh, I am not a huge fan of working with the ATF because every time I do, I know that either it's not going to get done or I'm going to have to do all the fucking work. It's fucking bullshit. They don't do anything. 
But anyway, going into the uh, next story for us, uh, it comes to us from Effingham, which literally that's it, not making it a fuck joke. It's Effingham Daily News from Effingham, Illinois. Fucking weird. So, there is a FOID backlog. People want firearms, but the state's bureaucracy is buckling. Basically, what it's saying is that there has been an increase from 2017 into 2020—167% uh, increase, actually, uh, of FOID card applicants. And you know, I lived in Illinois briefly growing up. Uh, my stepbrother uh, was obviously lived there a lot more recently than me. He actually has his FOID card, and that thing is a pain in the ass to get. So, you know, there's so much bureaucracy and it's like with anything else they you know, either charge so much hoping that, you know, it out taxes the poor or they require you to do so much that you hope that, you know, that you're fucking basically too lazy and too busy with life that you don't get it. So, uh, that fucking sucks. And I'm telling you, it, it's fucking horrible. Uh, the FOID process is absolutely unconstitutional. And a right delayed is a right denied. And I think that's exactly what they're doing with these FOID cards. And of course, you know, Illinois doesn't give a shit because, you know, they're one of the most unfriendliest gun states ever, uh, which is surprising because really it's just, you know, that little bit around Cook County that is, is liberal, but obviously that's the majority of the population for Illinois. Uh, having lived there myself, I know that there's a lot of, uh, you know, pro-Second Amendment people in Illinois, but unfortunately they have to deal with the fucking retards throughout the rest of the state in those metropolitan areas that sway the politics for them, just like California. Going on into the last story of the main segment, we're going to be talking about a new, uh, well, I say last story, two more stories, uh, going into a article about gun jobs. If you're looking for a new job in the gun industry, go look at gunjobs.com. Now, this is great because personally, I you know would love to work in the gun industry. I love guns. Uh, I would love to go to work and do nothing but shoot or work on guns or uh, you know maybe be a advertiser for a gun company. Uh, all that kind of stuff and you know there's a lot of people especially machining because Kimber just opened up a new factory here in Alabama and I looked at their website to see what kind of jobs they're offering if you have any sort of machine uh, machining uh, experience uh, industrial kind of experience there's guns out there for you in the gun industry uh, go look it up gunjobs.com is basically it's just uh, a website where gun industry can post job openings to it and really just kind of look for people that are passionate about guns themselves. So gunjobs.com, that's a cool concept. I wanted to mention that. Uh, and the last story we're going to talk about is the Gundies. Now we talked about Gundies last year about this time. Uh, the Gundies basically is a award show for the gun industry uh, and content creators. They have different categories. I will say, unfortunately, your favorite podcast did not make it again, damn it. Uh, but, you know, I'm still going to support them because I think it's an awesome thing that they're doing. Uh, but the Gundies is, you know, they had different, uh, you know, I think that they said that, you know, if I remember correctly, they added uh, five more categories to this. But, you know, you have Breakout Creator of the Year, you have Influence of the Year, Most Influential Female of the Year, Influential Male, YouTuber of the Year, uh, Crossover Creator, Gun Reviewer, Entertaining Content Creator, Creative Content Creator, uh, Gun Store Shooting Range, Best Outdoorsman, blah, 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 blah. Tons of fucking stuff. Well, they're going to be doing it 
digitally because obviously this is held at SHOT Show last year, but you know this is only the second year doing it. Uh, they are doing it digitally, and uh, they are also, this is interesting, they are having a prize for the person that votes the most, and you get to have a trip to uh, Texas to where they will be actually handing out the awards to the winners and you get to do some cool shit out there at the uh, range wherever they are uh, having this I can't I'm trying to remember um, where it's at I don't see it quickly while I'm going through here but anyway you can actually nominate people too as well you can uh, nominate yourself if you want to I'm not that fucking vain uh, but anyway Go check out the Gundies. Vote as many times as you can. You can win some cool shit if you do. Uh, I think it's great what they're doing. And I personally, uh, like I said, I support them. Even though eh, I didn't get lost. You know, I, I, I didn't get nominated. But, uh, yeah, it's cool shit. Gundies, I, I hope that they keep doing this. This is the second year. We, when we talked about them last year, I said I hope they keep doing this. This is the second year to do it. So they're doing it again. Uh, they have some great sponsors, some great companies that are sponsoring them. Check out those sponsors as well because obviously they couldn't do what they're doing without their sponsors. Speaking of which, same with us. We cannot do what we do without our sponsors, and that is Cold War Concealment. Cliff at Cold War Concealment is a great guy. They make great quality Kydex holsters. And not only that, they are making more uh, stuff. They are making Kydex wallets. Uh, they also sell other great quality products on their website, coldworkconcealment.com. They sell leather holsters, if that's your thing. Uh, you know, I talked to Cliff when he first started selling leather holsters because, hey, you know, that isn't the safest thing to do because, you know, leather does degrade over time and it can cause a safety issue. But he does carry a um, holster that's leather that has a like a kydex shell on it so that way it doesn't uh, lose its form and can create a safety issue you know he just started selling leather holsters because some people prefer leather holsters uh, and you know obviously as a businessman are you not going to sell the people what they want so that's what Cliff started doing uh, but anyway Cliff's a good dude check him out obviously if you're looking for a good holster for that gun that you're going to get in a couple days for Christmas, check it out. Uh, Cliff at CoreConcealment.com. And with that, let's go ahead and start getting into our gun gear news and reviews. Corvette, Corvette, hopping a motherfucking jet like jet. Him and then, him and then like that. They were like, pop, why you all like that? Why you talk like that? Why you all like that? It's la Uzi Vert. I'm off at Eddie, I'm up. I don't want no time to relax. Yeah. I turn a two to a four, and I turn a five to a stack. A five to a stack. I was just down in the bottom, talking them back in the back. I got this shit out the mud, but they don't want to talk about that. Keep it a stack. Know that we exing you out if you be moving too fast. Well, with Christmas a couple days away, obviously it's too late to purchase some shit and have it shipped to your house here on time. Because I'm telling you, the post office is fucking sucking. Uh, it was two weeks ago. Nobody, I mean, literally nobody in my neighborhood got delivered mail for three days because the post office is so fucking far behind. But if you are looking for maybe, you know, like I'm having some Christmases with family and relatives after Christmas, maybe I can get some shit in by then. Here's some good stuff. Uh, we're going to be talking about train certificates. That is a good thing for a concealed carrier. Uh, you know, dry firing tools. Look for, uh, you know, blanks. The Mantis X, you know, I, I tell people, I'm, you know, if you want to say I'm a shill for anything, I'm a shill for Mantis X 
real avid gunsmithing and cleaning tools and Magpul. I just think they make great quality products. Uh, Neomag, the Neomag carrier, that is an okay product. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of mine. We've mentioned it before. Uh, concealed carry driven bags. Now these things are, are great and awesome, and I think uh, it's got a good purpose. Uh, you know, you just can't be walking around with a tactical, cool-looking bag, uh, and you know, if you leave it uh, in your trunk or if you leave it at work or something like that, you know, you did, can't, you know, fucking have it everywhere. You know, you're gonna have to go take a piss or you're gonna have to go uh, talk to your boss or something like that, and you're not gonna be able to carry your bag around for everything. So a discreet, concealed driven bag is good. Uh, also, firearm storage. You can get some great stuff from Voltec, Hornady, fuck even Harbor Freight uh, sells those little, uh, you know, digit safes now. I mean, those are some great things. T-shirts. Fucking, you know, t-shirts are a great thing. And obviously, we're not going to talk about the obvious, you know, ones like uh, Black Rifle, uh, Grunt Style, Ranger Up, Nine Line Apparel. There's some other ones. Shall Not Comply. Uh, Shall Not Comply is a good uh, Second Amendment friendly uh, t-shirt organization. Makes some cool looking stuff. Arm the animals. Now this one's pretty fucking cool. Uh, I've actually looked into getting one of these myself several times. Uh, it's pretty cool because they show pictures of animals armed with firearms, and they sell not only T-shirts, they sell like shower curtains and all that kind of stuff. It's pretty fucking cool. Check them out at Arm the Animals. Uh, the next one is going to be from Battle Buddy Gear. Uh, that is another vet one. Uh, it is you know a veterans organization. They donate to veterans causes. Uh, they make some pretty cool stuff. Other things that have come out is M&P has come out with the new M&P 15 pistol, uh, which is obviously has the SBA3 tactical. We'll see how well that works out. Uh, they've also come out with it in the 22, basically the exact same thing as the 5.56 model, but it's in 22. That's cool. Uh, so also, you know, check out the new Vickers Guide AR-15 Volume 1 Second Edition book review. This is a pretty badass book. Uh, it's all you know, all about AR-15s. Uh, you know, the design of it, different models, all kinds of stuff. It's pretty fucking cool. You can get it at VickersGuide.com, and the price of it is. I'm clicking on it, and fuck me, $139. Well, that's for the signature edition, uh, but you know, $139. Pretty fucking cool. It comes in tiger stripe camo. Uh, if you are looking for a good coffee table book to you know give to somebody or you know something cool to it's actually very cool to read uh, check out that it's very cool uh, I personally have don't have anything new at the moment I've been busy as fuck I got a promotion at work so I hadn't had a chance to try any of my new toys uh, plus with Christmas coming around the corner we shall see what I've got and I'm hoping to have some good re personal reviews, shit that I've tried out myself for you guys on the next episode. So with that, let's go ahead and start wrapping this up and get into the gun culture segment. Now with the gun culture segment, we normally 
specifically go after one movie and break down the guns in it. But being it being Christmas, you know, there's not a whole lot of uh, Christmas movies, I guess you could say, that you might think that are, you know, gun related. But we're going to be talking about several different movies that have plenty of shoot 'em up action into it that are revolved around Christmas in some sort of way. And some of these we've actually talked about before. The first is Lethal Weapon. Obviously, it takes place around Christmas. The first time you see Mel Gibson, uh, he is purchasing uh, cocaine from a dealer in a Christmas tree farm. Another da- uh, another cool, uh, it's a, this is actually a pretty decent movie, and I'm not a huge Ben Affleck fan, uh, is Reindeer Games. Uh, it's kind of cheesy, uh, but they have a cool gun in there. They have the uh, Frenchy PA3215, which is the uh, shotgun that you see in, um, kind of the shotgun that you see in Jurassic Park, is probably more uh, memorable with that. You have uh, Kiss Kiss Can- uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Uh, this is also centered around Christmas time, and you have uh, the Vector uh, CP1 in there. It's pretty fucking interesting. I guess you could say the long kiss good night. I'm telling you. Now this is a pretty fucking badass movie that I was just talking to about uh but uh, army buddy of mine saying how kind of fucking cool it is and that people just don't realize, you know, how good of a movie it is. This actually came out in the 90s uh and it's got Gina Davis and Samuel Jackson. Uh this is a kind of one of Samuel Jackson's first movies that he made after he kind of made it big in Die Hard uh and it's fucking great. Uh, anyway, Samuel Jackson carries around a Colt King Cobra in that motherfucker. Check it out. It's a good one. Uh, in Bru- Bruges, Bruges, I guess that's how you say it. Fuck, honestly, I've never even heard of this one. It's a weird comedy action, it says. And by the way, we're getting this from Pew Pew Tactical. Uh, they have a Styre TMP in there. Uh, pretty cool gun. Another one is Oh Her Majesty's Secret Service. Uh, it's the only Bond flick set during Christmas. And of course, being a Bond flick, it's you know mainly talking about the Walther PPK. And this one, I haven't seen it yet. I saw it at Redbox, but I'm fucking telling you, uh, as soon as the Wicked Witch of the East picks up my kids uh, after Christmas, I'm going to be watching this one. Fat Man. This is a Mel Gibson one with Walter Goggins. And uh, Mel Gibson is playing uh, kind of like a hardcore assassin Santa Claus. It's pretty funny. Uh, and obviously, he's got some cool guns in there. He's got a 1911 and a Colt Walker. So that's some good stuff. Some cool. And I'm sorry, before I can even finish this up, fucking Die Hard. Of course, Die Hard's a Christmas movie. And of course, you got the Bread 92 and the HK MP5. So those are some great Christmas movies. Uh, for the holidays. I uh, hope you check them out and let's go ahead and start wrapping hey Santa, this up. Last year you did a good job, but this year we need to pick this shit up. Last year I said a Cadillac color matte black, but this year I think I really want a Bentley truck. I don't want to hear excuses. Last year you played me for a fool. This year, get your fat ass up. I don't mean to be a nuisance, Santa, but after last year, I don't give a fuck. I need two phones like I'm Kevin Gates. I'm trying to get booed up like I'm LMA. Last year I got a Lily Pond follow back, but this year I'm trying to take Lele on a goddamn date. Come on, two phones with two gnomes. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to greatly appreciate you listening to another episode of the 2A Lifestyle Podcast. I hope you have an amazing Christmas. I hope you get to spend it with friends and family, and I hope you have a great time and have some great memories, chairs, and let's go ahead and get it over with while we celebrate the end to the shit show year that is 2020.
So with that, let's go ahead and uh, if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to this podcast. That is the best way to keep up with new content that we put out. Also, if you can, leave us a review. It is the best way for people to find us whenever they're looking for new gun-related content. Also, go ahead and check out our social media, Facebook, MeWe, Parler, Parler, Instagram, uh, Twitter, all under 2A Lifestyle. Go ahead and follow us there to keep up with the new shit that we're doing in between podcast episodes. Also, check out our website, 2alifestyle.com. We have articles and we have a swag store there that you can check out if you're looking to uh, you know, advertise your favorite podcast. Also, go ahead and check out our Patreon. Anything you guys give us, we greatly appreciate it. It goes directly into this uh, content creating machine that we have. Uh, and you know, it's not like I just pocket that shit and go use it to buy my kids Christmas presents. So I greatly appreciate you listening to another episode. Next week we are or next episode we are going to have a TikTok creator on there. So uh, that is gonna be interesting. You know, a lot of podcasts have YouTube content creators, uh, but this guy, I found him just through scrolling through TikTok. Uh, he's got some hilarious fucking videos and he is very pro second amendment so i'm very much looking forward to talking to him next time so until then be on the lookout for the new episode in two weeks have a great christmas and keep on enjoying that 2a lifestyle season's upon us it's that time of year brandy and eggnog there's plenty of cheer there's lights on the trees and there's wreaths to be hung there's mischief and mayhem and songs to be sung there's bells and there's holly the kids are gung-ho true love finds a kiss beneath fresh mistletoe some families are messed up while others are fine if you think yours is crazy